Today's program is from several different scriptures. We're going to start out with Revelation 6, verse 1 through 17. Revelation 3, 7 through 13. These are important beginning scriptures because, as you will soon come to find out, this is exactly where we are at. This is exactly why we are going through what we're going through as far as pandemics, the violence, food shortage, so on and so on. Proverbs 1.7 says, The fear of the Almighty is the beginning of knowledge. Definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous. Likely to cause pain is, is obviously a threat. You believe that there is one creator, that's great. Even the demons believe that and tremble with fear. That's James chapter 2 verse 19. But for some strange reason, the most important and basic principle, we humans must come to fully understand why we are here, whom it is that has placed us here on this earth, and what is actually going on here has not correctly been addressed by anyone for hundreds of years, at least not in a knowledgeable honest and candid manner. One reason is the mind of humanity has been blinded by Satan, the God of this world, and it is incapable of spiritual perception at the moment. Their evidence is documented and it has been witnessed to by countless souls over the decades regarding the thought, elusiveness, and indescribable abilities, power, and control wielded and exercised by a sovereign entity known as the Almighty, or simply, I am. yod Hey wah the Hebrew letters. This is found in Exodus 3, 1. Excuse me, Exodus 3, verse 14. I am who lays claim to every single essence of existence, including the human race. You see, at the conclusion of whatever life you, I, or any other speck under the proverbial microscope might think matters, we are all human. And as of right now, we have an astronomical problem of eternal proportions. You see, as it appears, the one that is actually in charge at this very moment, no, I'm not talking about those poor excuses in Washington, has issued an executive butt-kicking order on the entire human race. It would stand to reason that since we are created beings, 
it would most likely be wise for us to find out how we are to establish or develop some type of communication with our Creator, at least in an attempt to comprehend exactly what is required of us by Him. To inquire as to why we are here, or possibly to learn the reason he is taking so many lives across the earth. I promise you that he's just getting started. By the way, his being angry has nothing to do with something we have done. He's not, he's not a human being that when someone offends you, he gets pissed off and lashes out. No. He chose, before time even began, before he created time, that at this particular moment, he would exercise his power and abilities to demonstrate to all existence why he is I am. Strange as it might seem, this essential element of our survival and existence has been replaced with fairy tales, fantasy, and sub-infant level notions regarding this weak, unstable, baseless emotion that we call love. What makes this even more confusing is that we have been led to believe that the creator functions on the same pitiful level. This nonsense is portrayed in movies and in songs as a means to encourage, pacify, and entertain the created toddler, which has been made from dirt. Are you serious? Scripture clearly reveals that the almighty is on a whole different level than we humans. This gross miscalculation is about to send shockwaves across the entire planet. Big commerce and self-help books and gurus have brainwashed an entire planet of mud-figured idiots who are absolutely clueless in regards to their worth and the reason we were created in the first place. Or did we evolve from tadpoles or undergo some transformation through the genes of apes? The speculations go on and on. So much so that over the decades, humanity has become so full of himself, it makes you want to throw up. Blinded by self-worth, pride and self-praise as if our physical appearance warrants some type of consideration from the eternal from his eternal holiness this collection of nomads have the nerve to believe that they are intelligent wise beautiful or hot as they call it today as they aspire to their meaningless futures or seek to elevate their worth by attending the schools of even higher learning just to make an even more 
of a something of nothingness of themselves than they already have. Without the fear of the almighty humankind can't even begin to grasp or begin to understand the basic principles of existence. Intelligence, wisdom, knowledge, or understanding. Without that fear, we are mindless creation. Trapped in a temporal cycle of an existing illusion that is fleeting right before our very eyes. Which was never intended for us to seek or to even try to fashion a life within it. It was not designed for us to make a name for ourselves within this realm so that our children's children would have or be proud of their heritage. We are either being trained for perfection or we are one of the instruments contributing to that training. In fact, all of our hopes, or all of your hopes, and aspirations of a future in this holographic training realm are not even your own. These counterproductive notions are fed to you by the prince of the power of the air, Satan the devil, and the angels and demons under his command that produce a cycle of distractions over and over again until you are either enlightened as one of the elect or you continue on clueless as a contributor in their training or you die and miss this grand finale. Under the leadership of Satan, the, the evil sidekick of the Almighty, by the way, they are not in competition. Created to help develop the children of light into the image of the Creator Himself. Enticing every single one of us with the evil already present within us from birth. An evil that must be overcome in order to deliver each and every single one of the called, the chosen, and the elect from its scourging essence, which will leave nothing but perfect holiness. A being that will be incapable of sin or evil for all eternity. An exact replica of the Almighty himself. Then Genesis 1.27 will be complete. Subject only to him exclusively. Phase two of mankind's male and female creation will then be complete. And then this will all be replaced with a new heaven and a new earth. Revelations chapter 21 verse 1 where only righteousness dwells. We are puppets manufactured for creation's grand finale. Which part of that conclusion you and the rest of humanity are 
to become or play is not my call. I only know this for sure. You should be on your face and knees right now asking for forgiveness for the utter stupidity and ignorance you have so arrogantly displayed your entire life, thinking you're something that you're obviously not. Part of the blame falls squarely on the shoulders of your parents. Yeah. And the various religious beliefs that they have allowed to subtly, subtly, let's almost unnoticed, fashion your erroneous belief structure. The rest falls on you for following their evil example. The catch is, once you realize the truth about the way you have lived your whole life, you're required to make a decision, to come to a conclusion. The word reveals that if you repent, that means remorse, feel sorry, deeply regretful, and do a 360 change. All this involves repentance. And turn from those lies you now embrace. You will be granted life instead of death, which you deserve. Over the years, we have seen countless clergy and religious leaders appear on the earth claiming to have a message from God. And they have been sent to share a message with us, all of them promoting their own brand of church doctrine, denominations and congregational things designed to motivate and to inspire you, me and anyone willing to listen to them. I'm convinced that these people are, for the most part, sincere in their claims of scriptural validity and the purpose of their ministry, bonafide servants of God, wholeheartedly convinced that they are sent to save the souls of as many people as humanly possible, many of whom I have considered as a friend over the years, whom were even honorable but still liars. This is one of the most important reasons for us to step outside of our feelings when dealing with salvation and the other spiritual components that make up its foundation and structure. Many of you have been led to believe that mankind was created in the image of the Creator until Eve was tricked by Satan the devil. And the human race has been in a fight ever since. The truth of the matter is that the creator's plan was to create the human race in two phases. The first phase was to create humankind in the image of both righteousness and evil. This is found in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. And the conclusion of that process is outlined in Genesis chapter 3, verse 22. The plan of deceiving Eve was formulated before the two of them were even created by the Almighty himself. Therefore, he sent the devil to make the first phase of creating hum humankind 
complete. Thousands and thousands of years have passed, laying the foundation to the final phase of creating us in his image. Listen very, very carefully, people. The devil is our adversary, not his. Sent by the Almighty to deceive, to steal, to kill, and to destroy anyone or anything that is contributing factor in the development of the holy character required in every person that is being transformed into his perfect image, the image of Christ. Scripture reveals that the demons tremble at the very thought of the Almighty. Humankind are the only creatures ignorant enough not to. This is because the fear of the Almighty had not been taught in this fake religious world. We shall return after these messages. Therefore, Scripture reveals that every single one of these people are false ministers. You sit in front of one right today, possibly, preaching a watered-down version of salvation, which in turn places you and your family at risk. Ministers and ministries that Christ warned you about, they would come to you in his name or by his reputation, saying that he is the Christ. And would deceive many. Matthew chapter 24, verse 4 through 5. They did this by acknowledging the fact that he is the Messiah, which lures you in. But when you get to the church, they start preaching a different message from the one required for you and us to believe and to act upon in order to be saved. Just believe, they say. And you will be saved. Or you will be saved. This is a correct statement. But humankind's belief and the kind of belief that we are required to demonstrate before the creator is totally different. It's time to raise the bar, people. Your life and the lives of your loved ones are at stake. Literally. Christ said, and I quote, Man should live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Almighty. This was a time of his testing, but proved that he would not waver and would continually follow the Creator's instructions. When the devil took him out into the desert, after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, Matthew 4, 4, man should live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Almighty. As you will come to see at this present time that you and your families are being led down that broad road, wide, comfortable, that many other people have traveled on before you and many are currently traveling on it right now as well. A road which only leads to destruction and death. It's a religious road, mostly. And it appears...
appears that everything that you do is correct and it's no harm. You're helping people. You're doing this, you're doing that. You're casting out demons in his name. Surprisingly, many of you find this road, this broad road, somewhat appealing because it agrees with your own carnal mind's ideals and subpar human reasoning. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. These are the ones that sits in the pews and fill the offering plate as it comes around. Paying their tithes so they can be financially blessed, assuming that financial well-being is actually a blessing from the Creator. Another lie we will soon discover. Because see, the false preacher uses the scriptures from back in the day, the Old Testament, where people paid their tithes and they were blessed financially. But after Christ came, he said, you had to give it all up, the finances, whatever, in order to be in this kingdom. First John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17 says that all these things are of the world. And not of the creator, the God of this world is Satan the devil. And old Satan does his job very well. Because he has the fear of the Almighty, knowing that in the end he will be destroyed, just like every liar. But he cannot stop because the fear of dealing with the Almighty overrides his fear of death. He would rather die than deal with him. Let us correct this ignorance right now. If your hope is making this world a better place in which to live, you're wasting your time. You see, one of Christ's responsibilities is to fulfill the law, which are 613. And each one of those laws teaches you how to do one of two things. How to love the creator with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the other part teaches you how to love your neighbor as if he were you. How to love him correctly. You see, one of his responsibilities to fulfill this, which is written in Matthew chapter 5, verse 17 through 18. Many of which requires him to use the evil under his command to bring about pandemics, pandemics, disease, starvation, war, financial ruin, chaos, death, earthquakes in various places until there are very few people left. In fact, if the creator doesn't stop him, woo, there ain't going to be nobody left alive. Matthew chapter 24, verse 21 through 22 by the way, uh, there's no such thing as a church rapture, so y'all got to go through it. <laughs> ain't, ain't going nowhere. There's no vacation on this. 
If you continue down the path after the day, you are without excuse because you have been warned. Understand this very important fact. Victor, scripture cannot be read or learned like any human book or manuscript. Not if you expect to understand exactly what is being said. On the contrary, scripture itself tells you exactly how you must interpret it and how to interpret every subject within it so that you might find clarity understanding the information you seek that will benefit you and your family. This is found in Isaiah chapter 28 verse 9 through 10. But if you don't have the fear of the Almighty you're not going to take that extra effort in doing exactly as he says. First of all, ironically, the word Bible comes from the word Biblos, which means confusion. So the translators label this manuscript called a Bible as the holy confusion. Right after the rip, from the beginning, they know what it says. And you don't know what it says either. Since they did not know or understand the translation format that must be followed exclusively. You cannot interpret anything because you went to some higher learning facility. You went to college. You went to Bible school. Are you serious? Their carnal minds could not grasp the spiritual essence of the words in which they read. Today, the world's so-called scholars and the everyday Bible reader who think they're studying of our day have followed suit and have fallen into the same old trap. Pride causes you to not follow his instructions. Scripture said pride comes just before destruction. Those, of the, those people, those of you who hold on to pride and refuse to submit to his will, he says destruction is the next course of action you will receive. Secondly, the translators did not understand another very important key to ensure correct translation of the holy text. That regardless of what you might think or believe a scripture means, if that interpretation does not follow the flow of the 613 laws found in the first five books called the Torah, which is Hebrew for the law. That interpretation is 100% false, incorrect. This is called being led by the Holy Spirit, not your feelings or puny human intelligence. The alternative is what you see today. Over 10,000 false religious beliefs, most of whom read from that text and embrace 
the over 23,000 errors, additions, deletions, mistranslations, and speculation in that text, which adds even more confusion to an already misunderstood subject. Be of great cheer, though. Be joyous. Because today, those very scriptures are about to reveal to you how to determine if you are in the correct church. Or if you are being led by a minister that the Almighty has chosen. He didn't take it up on himself or she didn't take it up on herself to go and try to save souls. But whom he has chosen to lead his people out of bondage and the darkness onto the narrow road which leads to salvation and eternal life. Which, by the way, very few ever find that road because it's difficult. This is found in Matthew chapter 7, verse 14. He said, very few find it. That you can't find it without him. In the era in which we live, this is a very easy deduction for us to make. In fact, every false picture on earth has already confessed and told you over and over again that they are indeed false and should not be listened to or followed. Simply ask them this question. When will Christ return? It's the shocker question of all questions. Now watch this. They maneuver their way to the scripture, which reads, No one knows the day or the hour. Except, uh-oh, there's that word. Someone knows. No human being does. Except the Father. Matthew chapter 24, verse 36, clearly states that the Father is the only one that knows. This is the go-to scripture that they think justifies why they do not know when Christ will return and releases them from the obligation of knowing when. When in fact, it is a very scripture that proves that they are indeed false since they do not know. The King of Kings arrival is a monumentous event for humanity. That arrival must be announced before it takes place so that his one true congregation, his bride, can prepare herself correctly. Scripture points out a very important detail about the character of the Almighty. Pay very close attention to this fact. It points out that before he does anything, he always reveals that secret to his servants, the prophets. This is found in the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 7. It is a scriptural fact that he will not send his son back to this earth 
until he has revealed that secret, that secret time of his arrival to his true servant or servants. No one else. Yes, I said arrivals, plural. It is also a scriptural fact as you listen to this broadcast that he has already revealed that secret time to his true servant in these last days. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this one. For our next broadcast, which will be entitled... I'm going to keep that secret. Y'all, you will figure it out once it hits the airwaves. But it will be a, a scriptural title that has to do with that arrival, which is quickly approaching, by the way. For that time and a whole lot more. Until then, farewell and shalom. This is Messenger Iber Rena. Oh, In Messiah's name, service and right hand.